done and I've been in the shorts alone. This isn't even worth a battle, this isn't even worth fighting. And this is a lesson to everybody. When this happens, like just said, walk away. I would rather not even spend money in the store. Anybody else is in the store spending a lot of money or getting a lot of stuff, I guarantee you this wouldn't happen. God bless y'all. I just want to walk past you, please, sir. I just want to go. Sorry, I just I need to record your information. We can walk out front, dude. We don't have to keep So if I don't leave my license, what's going to happen? It's like a typical thing. You're going to detain me. We'll take you to the yard to take because we are investigating whether or not theft is occurring. So I'm spending do, money in a store, dude. I know, but there's an allegation made, right? Oh, God. So I have to do my part as well. Here you go, bro. I'm going to remove it from the plastic container. Okay, or the Wow. Here's your wallet back, sir. Wow. Neither of you guys are on probation or parole. Wow. So, um, yeah, so I, I've read, you know, kind of what you wrote in the social media. And then, you know, um, our team has talked to the store director. And the stories are the same. I mean, there's no, you know, it's not like hey, you're saying one thing and he's saying something else. It, it's, it's absolutely the same stories. And I, you know, I just want to apologize because we're dead wrong. I, I can't even say that, hey, there's a reason why the police were called. There shouldn't have been any reason for the police to be called. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's dead wrong. We in here. Yeah, we in here. Because we've been here. We in here. Yeah, we in here. Because we've been here. We in here. Yeah, we in here. Happy Monday and welcome back to another episode of Black versus the Board of Education. My name is Miss Laureen and we certainly welcome you here today. Uh, I, we know you could be anywhere uh, celebrating Labor Day and we're glad that you're taking some time to spend it with us. Um, Labor Day is one of those things people like to talk about. And before I get into my little tirade about that, I want to kick it to my co-host for the day and let them introduce themselves. So let is, let's start with the newest face. Uh, Miss Jada, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Jada, and I am a homeschooled junior. Welcome to the party. Uh, Miss Lex. Hi, everyone. My name is Lex. I am a freshman in college, and I can't woo, woo. wait. So glad to be back on the podcast. <laughs> well, welcome back. Miss Janice, go ahead and say hello. Hello, everybody. I am a sophomore in 10th grade in Sacramento, and I'm 15, and I'm so happy to be with y'all. Well, we're glad that you're back. And uh, Miss Melissa, go ahead and say hey, hey, hey. Hi, guys. My name is Melissa. I am a 15-year-old sophomore in Southern California, and I'm really excited about this episode. Now, see, last week I called you the baby of the crew. Now, who's older, you or Janice? Janice. Okay, so you are you still the baby. Okay, yeah. good. I had it right. Perfect. And you know, our, our guest is here. We go we gonna let him introduce himself before he fall off again. <laughs> no, we had, go we, ahead. We had a few technical difficulties, but we actually have it situated. I am Matthew Grady, also known as M16, lead singer of M16 and the Full Moon Wolves band. Thank you for having Perfect. me on. So, so just so everybody knows, you are also the person responsible for our new theme song. Is that correct? We in here. Can't get rid of us now. You okay, know, I guess that's a know. yes. Hey, I see it. I see it. I see it. Okay. You're so funny. Oh, so man. before we get to talking to you, we have a couple of things that we do before we talk to our guests. Uh, like I mentioned at the top of the hour, today is Labor Day. Labor Day is a federal holiday here in the United States. It is celebrated on the first Monday in September to honor and recognize the American labor movement and the works and contributions of those laborers to the development and achievement of the United States. And we would be remiss if we did not give it up for our ancestors who built this country, whose accomplishments or contributions really go unrecognized. And so here on this podcast, we just want to salute uh, those folks who came before us that did the work uh, that enables us to do the work that we do today. So salute to them. 
um, and their contributions because uh, we're still looking cheers, for them good cheers. reparations. Absolutely, because they need to be paid for that labor. So listen, we have some housekeeping to do because we're, we got to cover some current events. So Jada, why don't you go ahead and start with the first video, please? And let's, let's get some reactions. And continuing coverage now of an incident that ended with police getting called to the Vail Elementary School. Uh, yesterday, a parent was told his son could not attend a field trip because he was exposed to COVID-19. Shortly after, the parent showed up to the school office, and that's when things began to escalate. Nine on your side's Greg Bradbury spoke to the principal at the center of it all. I felt threatened. My assistant and I were, were scared, and he and his, you know, there were three large men in my office. I felt violated, you know? Diane Vargo says yesterday was a difficult day for her. The longtime principal at Mesquite Elementary School was trying to explain to a parent that his son had to quarantine because of a COVID-19 exposure, but she couldn't get through. But in order for our school to remain open, we have to follow Pima County Health Department, and I tried to explain that. I could. He didn't want to hear it. Vargo says the parent had two other men show up to her office, one of them carrying heavy-duty zip ties. They were claiming that we were breaking the law. They were saying that um, they were going to arrest us. She asked them to leave, but they refused. Vargo and her assistant then left the office and called the police. Before TPD could arrive, the group had left. Now support for the principal is coming in from all over. And the reason why I'm so emotional is because there's an, there's an overwhelming support from the community. And to be quite honest, from the nation. So. TBD says one person has been arrested for trespassing. Vargo says she'll be filing a restraining order against the entire group. Reporting from TBD headquarters, Greg Bradbury, KGUN 9, on your side. All right. So who, okay, Lex, what are, what are your thoughts on what you just saw? Um, at first, I was a little confused, but to be honest, I'm a little bewildered. Like, I'm kind of like, this was actually a story. Like, this happened. A family really went through this trouble because of a field trip. If it's that big of a deal, you can recreate that moment. It's a field trip, and it's, and it's a mask. It's quarantine. It's really not that deep so i'm trying to figure out why this family went through what they went through mm. just to do that it makes yeah. no sense a little excessive a little excessive for me janice yeah in my opinion it was a little bit too much especially for it to just be a school field trip and personally with the principal like i understand like that was a hardship like you were scared and everything but it's just like for you to be a principal and you've been there for so it seemed a long period of time girl you gotta have a little more tough skin than that like you gotta be ready to push push protocols like and the thing is people smell fear so you're sitting here all getting emotional like I'm scared like girl you're not supposed to let your guard down because then they gonna know that they're intimidating you so I definitely feel like she could have you know handled that situation a little different because them tears is not gonna get you nowhere Melissa um it's all just a little confusing you know like I don't see why everyone needed to you know three four people needed to be in the principal's office she gave her answer, you know, it's COVID. Like it's a, there's a whole global pandemic. Like it's a real thing. So I, but I also feel like, like Janice was saying, as a principal, you need to be okay with people not being okay with what you're saying. You are in power and what you say, she said she's following the guidelines, the safety guidelines. You know that you're right. So you're pushing what you need to push. So it's okay that people are going against what you say. Not everyone's gonna agree on everything. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was very interesting. Jada. My thoughts watching this was like, my first thought was, where was the security? Like, how do you let three, three people, three big people, especially one carrying zip ties, how do you let them get past your desk and into the principal's office? Like, mm -hmm. I know you guys have security or faculty or staff, somebody around that could have like been like, hey, do you need something? Like, what do you need to go back there for? Mm. Yeah, I, I think those are those are very good concerns and, and opinions. Matt, you you want to weigh in? What, I, what did you I think? just want to say that this is my first time hearing these ladies speak. Uh, they're very observant. 
Very good point. Um, you know the saying that we're all entitled to our own opinion. Um, but there's that balance between that and someone following protocol. Uh, at the end of the day, that principal doesn't own the school. The principal yeah. doesn't write the, um, the curriculum. <clears throat> That's the thing. The, when you have like a civil situation like that, you talk to a superintendent. But like you said, this is a, a health thing where she's following protocol. So regardless of our opinions or whatever we have in our homes, I mean, I just feel like agree or disagree. Like you said, that was a little too, too much excessive. And especially with a lot of other stuff that's going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. So and we, <laughs> Lex, yeah, you know that. Yeah, um, I, I like the point Janice made um, and Melissa and Jada kind of hopped on it too. Why did the principal feel the need? Why was the police the first resort? Like it had me thinking a little bit more. Like if if something, and because this wasn't that big of a situation in my idea. I mean, okay, you have two buttons right, in your go, office. To go, to go like, okay, own. why are you going to the police? I mean? I'm thinking in another situation what would they have done like in a smaller situation too probably could have been completely different but like why i just feel like they're kind of this is a little extreme and so i'm thinking mm. other situations what would this school or this principal have done that probably weren't as extreme or even more extreme it's kind of makes me like think a little bit well our, so, kid, our kids are watching how our kids are watching how we handle ourselves in these types of types of situations too you're right you're right janice you have your hand up. And personally, if it was a black principal, this situation would have been taken completely out of context. It wouldn't be going viral on the news. Like, come on, y'all, let's be for what, what do you mean? If it was a black principal, principal got aggressive with parents over not allowing students to go on field trip. Um, principal, oh. like we are reconsidering placement of principal. We might need to put someone else in like, come on now. Like, I'm not saying like she's white or anything, but those white tears, come on y'all, like they kill us. Like she's going viral for this. But if it was a black principal, the situation would have been handled completely different. And because this is black versus the board of education, um, I really think of black people and how a black principal would have been, you know, looked at in that situation. So yeah, it's unfortunate, but if she was black, it would have went. It would have been a completely different scheme. So, I don't really have too much. Oh, I'm sorry. Like you know, oops, it happened. You know, move forward. Well, and and I'm listening to y'all. First of all, three people show up in my office with zip ties, and I'm by myself, and ain't no security coming for me. I'm called the police too. I'm gonna let you know that right now. Uh, that's an intimidation tactic. She is there to enforce the rules. That those are not rules she made up herself. Those are guideline rules. It sound. It seems like they were. Uh, it was some misplaced anger. And that was just who they could focus on because that was the one they had access to. So if somebody come up in my office talking that mess, I'm gonna call the police too. And I don't, I don't, I don't care how nobody feels about that because at the end of the day, three grown men come up with zip ties. There, <laughs> that's right. It's we call them the police. Uh, really? They show up with zip ties. You already know their intentions are not good. Like we have to what be honest about that. Where were the rest of the teachers and like males in the building and stuff? Like, wait a minute, wait, like where? Where were they at? Like, were they just like, you know, we ain't got nothing to do with this or something? Like, yeah, like what, there's there's a part? whole lot of things we got to focus on. <laughs> like, because it was just her. She, what they mentioned was her and her assistant. So that's two women, is from what I understand. So I agree. Where where is everybody else? Where were the men at in the building too? Oh, well, let me go there. Yeah. But okay, I mean, it's not saying that <clears throat> a woman can't defend herself or anything. But at the same time, it's like, where, where is where the people that are supposed to be where they're supposed to be in this situation? And at the end of the day, I even saw someone's comment, like, they're, the teachers are there to, our kids are there for a certain amount of time to protect them as long as they're in that vicinity, in that building. So, you know, yes, to, for it to go that far is excessive. I do, I mean she had the right to call the police in that situation, like you just said, but for it to even go farther where she got to do that just makes it all ridiculous on the people who even put her in a position to have to do that. You're right, like, you're right. And like I said, like, your kids is looking like, if that's how you handle the situations, you're teaching the kids like, okay, this is how you handle these type of situations. Yeah. Because if they disagree with something, like you said, you could have took them on your own field trip. You could have took them out if it was that serious somewhere. 
you know, yeah. and showed your kids like, hey, look, this we can don't worry about it, baby. We can still go do something, and you know, show your kid a good time, create a memory. But you took it personal, like a, a grown up, and like I'm about to go, you know, it just yeah, come, yeah. yeah you know, common sense. And I, and, I, and I also think like when we're talking about, um, you know what somebody's reaction is in hindsight, we're able to analyze the whole situation as a whole. But you have to think about in that moment with the uh, things that she was uh, exposed to, you know, that's just was was her split reaction, like her split second reaction is fight or flight. You know what I mean? And so I don't think that we should expect more of folks. Maybe she doesn't have the skills to deal with three big burly men with zip ties. I mean, I don't know. But my first reaction is not to reason with people who who have bad intentions. But we'll move to the next story because, you know, we we haven't got to talk to you, Matt, about you. So let, let's move to the next story and then we'll go uh, get come back for some reactions. Jada. And the Natomas Unified School District plans to fire an Intercom High School teacher who was filmed while speaking about Antifa and his plans for his students to become revolutionaries. It is a story that is getting a lot of attention. And Ames Attends Barbara Bingley has the details. Shame on you and you should not be teaching. Dozens of Natomas Unified parents are voicing outrage over allegations that an AP history teacher attempted to indoctrinate students with Antifa ideals at Intercom High School. The left-wing movement against racism and fascism is known for using both nonviolent and violent militaristic tactics. Everybody in Sacramento is not okay with this. We don't want this in any district. I have 180 days to turn them into revolutionaries. How do you do that? How do you scare the concern comes after this video surfaced online, filmed by the far-right activist group Project Veritas. Natomas Unified School District Superintendent Chris Evans wrote in a letter to parents Wednesday saying, A teacher at Intercom High School was recorded sharing his educational approach that is disturbing and undermines the public's trust. Natomas Unified will be taking the legally required next steps to place the teacher on unpaid leave and fire the teacher after the district's own investigation found the teacher violated the district's political action guidelines. While some current and former students are expressing support for the teacher on social media, district officials say they've also received reports from students that the teacher in question believes students will move to the left as a result of his class. That is unacceptable, the statement says. To those who have felt uncomfortable at any time in the past three years, we apologize. We want you out now not paid leave and not in a week or two now okay so just a little bit of background so one of our students on the podcast does attend this high school um she is not here today for her safety um, because we believe in being very intentional about the way that we move um what we were told was that um, the BSU students were and the black families were asked not to attend that school board meeting for their safety. What I can tell you is that um, this whole situation left our students as targets. The BSU was targeted through the internet by these people who were upset at this adult. Um, and so before I keep going, um, I want to throw it to you all um, because I think that you know, when we start to hear people talking about indoctrination and and, and teachers putting their own um, spin on educational materials, um, I want to know what do you guys are thinking, Miss Janice? I think you were trying to. I think you were reaching forward. Yeah. Okay. So personally, I feel like when it comes to education, when you put anybody in a certain position, that doesn't mean they're going to drop everything that they've known before they got into that position. They still are going to have their own personal beliefs, their own personal ways that they see things. But then again, as a teacher, they are supposed to keep that more so inclusive to them and them only. You're not supposed to discuss your beliefs with children. And usually you're not really supposed to discuss your beliefs about what comes to your job to an outside person, especially someone with common sense. You being a grown man, you should know that what is feeding you monthly, you should protect that by any means necessary. So you shouldn't be out at wherever you're at talking about things that have to do with what pays you monthly. Come on now, we're being honest right here. Man, you, you're a little smarter than that. Like whoever, I know maybe people get caught slipping sometimes, but never. You should never be slipping when it comes to what feeds you monthly and what pays your bills. Like you should have definitely been on your P's and Q's, especially knowing that there are ch children at that school who do not like you, 
come on now, like, you got to be smarter than that, in my opinion. Like, there was a different way he could have went about that. Melissa. So I wasn't familiar with, like, some of the terms like Antifa and stuff like that before this, so I was doing a little research, but I agree completely with Janice. You need to leave your bias out of it, especially when you're a teacher, because kids are so impressionable. They're going to, you're a teacher, so you are a, um, you are a figure over them. They're going to learn what you're teaching them, so you really have to be careful, um, especially if it's something that could potentially be harmful. You have to be careful with what you are teaching children. Jada. Um, well, my personal opinion was that I thought he was very careless with the way that he presented himself, whether it was in the educational setting or outside of it. I think he should have been more aware about the way that he spoke because um, you can easily, just as like, I don't know why they were filming or what they were filming for, but he got filmed and what he probably said was for a joke or maybe he said it as a joke, but it was not taken as a joke. So I think it was very careless on his part. Um, I do think personal beliefs should stay out of a, you said it was a history class. I think it should stay out of a history class, especially when history is based off of facts. So I don't think opinions, especially personal opinions, should be included in the curriculum. Well, you know, I'm going to push back on that, but I'm going to pass it to Lex first. <laughs> Go ahead, Lex. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with Janice and Melissa. He should have watched what he was doing, especially sounded like he was pretty confident and passionate about what he was teaching so he should have you know kept that under a tight leash if anything not saying it was right because it's not like Melissa said kids are very easily influenced in a class like that even though you know his, the history is not facts there's a lot of bias his bias extra bias was not needed we did not need that extra frosting on the cake okay it's already bad even whatever side he was on because you know I'm pretty sure if it was flipped the other party would be upset. I think we'd be in the same situation. So I think really he just needs to tighten up whatever's going on with him and yeah, keep his bias out of school because that's that's very unprofessional for a teacher. And it kind of shows, I think a lot of other teachers need to be checked as well, not just this teacher. Cause he just got caught slipping. There could be plenty mm. of other teachers doing the same exact thing right now. We just never know. And personally, I feel like they're pushing more on the teacher than they are to these students who are out of control over this situation. Like y'all are, these parents are at this district meeting making these high demands for this teacher to be fired, for this teacher to lose his position. But what about the kids? Like y'all so focused on the teacher. Okay, that's one teacher. There are many kids on campus, thousands of kid on, kids on that campus, especially Intercom High School. It's an indoor campus. Like y'all should be focused more on the students rather than, okay, he needs to be fired, but what about the kids who are backlashing on other children about this whole situation? Like y'all focus so much more on this one man. What about the, the kids, over five kids who are being attacked because of this? Like, I definitely feel like the district, they're not like y'all focusing on the wrong things right now. Well, I don't know if the district is, and, and just to be 100% transparent I did talk to some folks from the district and I think that they really tried to so I think we should push it to Jada how do you? I, I got you, something to say. Oh, let's go. Sorry, I just I just wanted to say like I agree with you. The teachers, I feel like I also feel like there was a lot of movement. Like they got on this really fast. Like it happened, boom, board meeting, boom, like everything. It's just like moving extremely fast. And I feel like they need to take a step back. They need to look at the kids who are being affected by this teacher, and they need to be like, oh, okay, so this teacher did this. How are the kids feeling and how are the kids reacting? But right now they're so focused on the teacher and getting him out because that's what these people want that no one's focusing on the kids and their well-being. It's a school we're here to teach the kids. Why aren't we checking up on how the kids are doing right now? Because a lot of them are being put in danger, are being put in jeopardy right now, like Miss Learning said earlier. So they need to check up on them as well. I agree because even after that teacher, if he is fired, there's still those students on campus who have those beliefs who are still going to be targeting those other BSU students and everyone else. So even after that teacher's gone, there's still those other students. So I definitely agree. 
and I'm sorry, before I went to space somewhere, um, what I was saying is that I had a chance to talk to the, um, the, the district and they assured me that they were taking it very seriously. I've talked to um, one of the school board members because I wanted to know what they were going to do to protect the students that had been had to face the backlash of these adults coming after them through social media. Um, and it's, it's one of those things, you guys, like I started getting text messages at seven o'clock in the morning. Um, I, I remember, you know, going over this issue uh, maybe a day prior with you guys through group chat, but I was not prepared for what came that morning after and the amount of fear and intimidation. And it, I immediately started thinking of those those mob justice that what they used to do in, in the civil rights days and, you know, with, with integration and segregation and all those things, it reminded me a lot of that. And it says, if you don't know your history, you're bound to repeat it. And what we have is we have adults who continue to put their vitriol off on the children. And we expect the children to have the forethought or the insight to be able to control themselves while we're allowing adults to come through and wreak havoc on the whole situation. And my honestly, my concern is not for that teacher. That teacher has a whole union. That teacher is a whole adult with a whole set of skills. He's on his own. But our attention as adults in this community, because this is what, 20, 30 minutes that way, our, our responsibility is to make sure our children feel safe and secure. And if they cannot do that on that campus, from these people who do not have very good intentions, then we as the community and as the parents, we have to start to, to try to mitigate the situation ourselves. But um, I am encouraged by the response that uh, Natomas did have. I still want to know specifically what they're doing for those children who were targeted through um, the internet. Um, Matt, did you want to say something? I see you leaning back and forth like you wanted to weigh in. You about to I mean, you on mute, so let me see. Hold on. <laughs> uh, first of all, young ladies and young boys who are watching, uh, it breaks my heart um, to see that you guys have to deal with an increment of anything that is similar to something that is horrific to um, our culture. Um, even in my generation and a generation before me, I'm an 80s baby. Um, and just listening to the story and, and seeing what some of you have to worry about and to hear Jada be like, yeah, history is based off truth. And to just look at it like, man, I just want to tell you that, you know, he who wins the war has the right to rewrite history and conquerors can mm. write history to burn your books and our APE, our children, and, and all kind of things, thoughtless things. Um, to think that a, a man in my age bracket has the the audacity to, to think that that's, I can't even get the words out how it breaks my heart that y'all even have to face that. Um, unfortunately, like going through the 90s, it were a lot of us in my peer groups, you know, people, we always wanted change and, and, and we thought of different ways to do it, say it, protest it, take it, whatever. Um, I commend you guys on your movement for understanding jargon and, and legislature and, and things of these nature, because to really make these changes, we can talk about this, we can point it out all we want, but until of us, until a lot of us you kids until you the future get out there and, and you become DAs, you become congresswomen and men, you become teachers, you become superintendents, you become police officers, firefighters. If y'all don't, if y'all don't jump in there and get it and, and nip it in the bud, uh, uh, it, it's, it's a lot that won't change. And then a lot of a lot of black, a lot of men they need to step up. Mm. A lot of y'all men y'all need to step up. Yeah, Jada look, Jada wants to jump back in here because you you said her name specifically. Okay. <laughs> Because another thing, another thing that, I, that I've noticed over time, if you look at other coaches and no disrespect to anybody, because I have friends of all walk of life. I can walk, I've, I've seen an Asian, if you go down and touch one of their women on their street, what happened, I've seen a Mexican and what you do, but, but people feel like they can try on women like that and try kids like that. Cause they feel like we ain't going to do nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to you, bruh, 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 and bruh. 
Well, well I mean, that. Well, I mean that. First of all, not y'all on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean that. Yeah. One, number one, and number two, to 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 y'all young ladies who who are putting y'all self on front street like this to at least talk about it. It, it says, hey, okay, we're aware, we're aware. So keep just keep going because you inspire someone to hey get in there, get in the system. Like if it's 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 a systematic. Yeah. And yeah. And you gotta, you gotta. Unfortunately, it breaks my heart to say it, but I must say it. You gotta play the game. And in 2021, to say that to, to the kids, and it break my heart to see something like that. It's like, wow. I don't. I had a lot of things to say, but I'm lost for words now that I have to say them because I didn't think I would have to say them. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And, you know, it, and it's our job as the adults. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I would have to say this to you or my daughters. I have to go, you know, sit with my daughters and tell them, the, you know, the same thing, you know. and yeah. Jada? And also, I feel like I have to clarify because I don't know if anything was misunderstood. But what I meant, fact, I obviously <laughs> didn't mean that the history books that we are taught in schools <laughs> are fact. Absolutely not. I have been blessed enough to have a mother to educate me on that. What I had meant was that stuff that's taught in schools, you know, there are some parents who expect their child to be taught the curriculum that is given in the schools. And so when you have other opinions outside of the curriculum, it can kind of backlash on you, which is that's what I meant because they that's why we try to teach you what we can at home, because just like a car is a title your birth certificate is. And we're transferring property the second we own, um, enroll you in school. And yeah. you have their property to teach you, tell you what you want. And that's kind of almost yeah. is the idea of it. Even though we won't want to think It might be their idea, but I, I digress. They kind of treat it like mm-hmm. that. That's being no. treated like that. I'm telling you it's yeah, being treated like that. So that you're being, but that's a whole nother subject of what's being yeah. pushed. But, but even with that being said, even some of even the even there are teachers that still don't agree with what this guy's doing because that's way taking us way back. You see what I'm saying? That's taking us too much back to the fact well, that I mean, where you guys can't even. I don't know if I agree with that because I I think that you know I understand what the girls were saying in terms of him being um, careless and being caught on tape. But let's not let's be clear about something. There is indoctrination going on in our public education system, in our education system, period. Whatever, whoever is in charge, they are the ones who get the curriculum that they find favorable to the dominant society. Let's be clear about that. Let's also talk about how if that was not the case, critical race theory would not be such a hot button issue because it's really telling the truth about history. So we have to, you know, indoctrination has been going on. This seems like a lot of fake outrage, in my opinion. I don't use words like Antifa. I I had to do research too, Melissa, because that is not part of my lexicon. Um, But that is his problem. He is a grown adult. He can fend for himself. My concern are the children who are being targeted through this group of adults who really need to go find something to do. And I see you talking. Children, Go ahead. There should What'd be school, school guidelines or school guidelines. And if the children are violating school guidelines, I don't care what, if you're green, black, yellow, whatever. And if another ch- child feels uncomfortable, unsafe, you should not be allowed on a school ground, period. Period. That's what and it if, is. And, and the principal and superintendent should step in. I don't care if the person, I don't care if I agree with what the person was saying. If I was a total bigot, but I have school rules that I have to enforce. You are making children, other kids feel unsafe. I don't care if I know your auntie, you can't be on campus. But no, that's no, the no, no. thing. That's I can't the thing. Have it. I don't, I don't think. Why aren't teachers, why isn't a superintendent or a principal saying that? Is that being, let, is that happening? Let me push back. Let me push back. Black kids been uncomfortable. Black kids have been uncomfortable. So spare me the fake outrage. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because if we're going to do it for one group, we should be able to do it for all groups. So if a black child comes in there and tells you that somebody is making them uncomfortable as the adults and the people running that school, you should adhere to that. But don't just do it because you have a whole bunch of angry parents that may show up with zip ties one, one day. 
Like, let's be, be clear. When Jimmy came up it, there and said Antoine was making him feel uncomfortable, Antoine would get his butt off of campus immediately because Antoine was already sagging his pants. A Antoine, bit. Pookie, Shaniqua, all of us. So, all yeah. of us. So let's it, be clear. Like I said, like, it needs to be period across the board. Period. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that this is happening, but their job right. should be no matter who. If a child is feeling uncomfortable, then whoever the person it is should not be welcome. Um, it should just be like that. Period. This is a if if, if they really care about our kids' education, then then then. But do they? Don't single this, it out. If they cared about the, our education or our kids' education, we wouldn't have this podcast called Black versus the Board of Education. Okay. Anyway, let's. Did you have something to say before we segue? Because we could keep talking about this. This is what me and Matt do. <laughs> no, I was just being your little hype man in the background. Like, oh, that's right. Our education, hey. they don't wear, you know, period. Just say yeah. it. Just say it. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I was just listening to what you guys were saying and I was being very attentive to the conversation you guys were having. And I was just thinking about how it's those group of children, they're uncomfortable. They are because they are being rallied. They are being attacked because of this situation, this parental situation. You guys got these parents rallying at the school district with the school board meetings. And then these kids go to school. They're uncomfortable. But then the thing is, we have to play the game. Like what he said, there is a game that has to be played because if the parents of the kids who are uncomfortable do not say something, nothing's going to be done. Nothing's going to be done because at the end of the day, it is happening to the Black Student Union children. Black Student Union wouldn't be on place in that campus if the students there didn't push for it. Black Student Union wouldn't be something that is taken as significant if us Black kids didn't need a place to go to because we were so uncomfortable on our campuses. So it's mm. important to show that there's a game that has to be played because we're uncomfortable every day and there's nothing being done to help us. Like schools have gotten stipends from what my my principal has talked to me for black student units to be on place at the campuses i go to um a high school here we don't have a, a black student union at that school there is no black student union our principal who was a, one of our vice principals who was a black woman left the school to take a principal job at another school which was the only black woman who was in administration to go to um a different position so it just goes to show how if we don't push for it it's not going to be done it's not gonna happen. They don't care about black kids on campuses. They don't, like our education, it isn't valued and isn't cared for because how I see it is they train black students, especially, I'm not saying like particularly, but usually, especially black males, they train them to be the next inmate. They teach us to be complacent. They teach us a lot of things. They, you know, stand in the line, be straight. You mm. can't say nothing. You're being disruptive. And then you know how that's like prison, stay in your cell. Ooh! You eat when I tell y'all to eat. <laughs> Y'all about to have Matt jump through the screen, girl. <laughs> He's ready to take an offering. Hold on. Well, no, because that's really how it is. Like, you go to lunch when I tell you to. You go out on the yard when you're told to. You eat when you're told to. Like, the school system, it trains kids to be inmates, especially black kids. I'm, I'm, from, I'm from North Carolina. And uh, right under Virginia. And... Uh, that just hit hard. That just hit different. Um, I didn't hurt standing. I didn't hurt boy uh, a lot of times. And like I just said, what you just said is training that. And parents, we got to teach what we can to our kids outside of school. I have homeschooled mine before the digital, before the pandemic era, I was homeschooling. And nothing against um, parents who do not, because um, a lot of you still teach your kids as you can. I mean, now we have a digital era where a lot of you young ladies, you got technology at your hands way more in ways that, you know, we have had. So use it all, you know, for good and feed that brain because it's going on around you and be aware of your history. I do apologize that some of us adults are not taking accountability to teach you history and that you're going to have to and have had to take it into your own hands. Um, we appreciate Lorraine for making sure you have a voice. Uh, it'd be cool if a lot of HBCUs had jumped in at the high school level and helped create programs and maybe to where it was black history or black culture or black music. Um, my dad. And they may do that. Music, they may uh, do that on that other coast, but we here on the West Coast. So we what about everywhere? HBCUs. Period. So yeah, we ain't got yeah. HBCUs. So what about, okay, so we ain't got HBCUs. What about uh, secondary programs or there's something to do? I don't know. 
See, I don't personally know, but maybe there's somebody out there that knows somebody that knows somebody that needs to go to somebody that needs to go to somebody to put some things together. But where are we? Let at? me tell like, you something. Why are we standing? Let me, why are these kids sitting here like, yo, this is our problem? Boom, boom, boom. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why, and I'm I'm a, I'm gonna help you out because the districts control who gets on their campuses. The district controls the access that programs have to the students within that district. How do I know? Because I've been fighting to get on these district campuses to go see about our students. So that's what I will say. But you know what? We go, we're going to uh, segue, Matt, because you're our guest and we haven't gotten a chance to talk to you. And we only got like 19 minutes left. <laughs> Sounds like a so, I'm not tripping these. I'm just, my heart goes out to you ladies, you, <laughs> you brave ladies. Um, yeah, um, I got I got your back. It, it might have to be a part two, but while you're here, um, let me just say that um, for those folks that are watching or those that will listen to this on a playback, um, you are the gentleman that um, went through some racial profiling. You, you were profiled in a grocery store. Um, you kept your cool. Uh, they apologized and asked you what they could do. And you decided that you would have them donate to two nonprofits in your name. Uh, one of those recipients was Black Youth Leadership Project, which uh, I don't know. I, I, I thought you were joking when you hit me through Facebook and said you wanted to give us 10 grand. I'm like, who is this? And what, is, what the hell? What are you talking about? Um, but <laughs> I had a chance <laughs> to come down to LA and to spend some time with you. So uh, one, we wanted to tell you as a podcast, thank you so much for the donation to Black Youth Leadership Project. Oh, I like the snaps. I like the snaps. Let's <laughs> that I'm will continue. To... <laughs> see, they, got me, they got me snapping now. Every time I see them, I'm like, girl, what's up? This is crazy. Yeah, but it gives us a chance to continue giving program, you know, doing programming for our students and also uh, making sure that their voices are able to be heard on this podcast. So we wanted to thank you and we wanted to invite you here so that you can kind of see firsthand what it is that we're doing, um, how our students are developing in this process. And we really wanted to welcome you to the BYOP family. Really, that's what it is. Um, so, <laughs> so tell us about... Um, the interaction uh, that um, you had at that Safeway Vons, uh, and you got a question or what you doing with your hand, girlfriend? Yeah, so I, but since we're starting to segue to the interaction, my first question was, can you go into detail on how it was just like, did they just see you and were just like, okay, stop you, or were you followed around the store? Like, may you please go into detail about that when you tell us about the interaction with them? I will. Um, I just will start this out with saying this, two things. Um, coming from Durham, North Carolina, this is not the first time this has happened. This is the first time I was lucky enough to get it on camera, number one. Number two, if my father could stand right here and give you guys testimony, they would also say this is the first time I've ever seen that man that calm. I've been in this situation before when I was you girl's age and i ended up getting slammed on my head because my dad was teaching me how to drive in this little honda accord and they wanted to pull it over because two men were driving and making two and they went down a street too many times as there's a law against how many times we can go down a street and the father just teaching his son how to drive going to the stables parking lot his reason for pulling over because we were driving by a neighborhood that was known to usually sell drugs. So he wanted to know if we were selling drugs. No, my dad's a well-known school teacher. And I was an artist at that time too, touring. Um, another time this happened in Houston, Texas, where an officers, a SWAT team came down on me while I was in a community playing guitar for some kids. And the police officer was like, yeah, my, uh, my, uh, my son's a big fan of his. We'll see how this goes. So, Unfortunately, I've walked away from this kind of situation twice. There are people who have not. Um, things have gotten a little crazier because you are starting to see them on social media. But I want y'all to understand that this has been ongoing everywhere for a very long time and too long. We've prayed about it. We've sung about it. We've marched about it. We've killed about it. We've done legal things about it. We've 
been illogical about it. You guys been compulsive about it. And we're tired of it. So to this situation, I was at an Albertsons, one that I actually already have been in and spent on a bad day, 900, an average 15, on a big run, two grand. But the average grocery run for these children every month is 1,500. Every time we go in there, at least 700 every two weeks. So mind you, I bring this corporation a lot of money. Just happened to be in there one day, was in the parking lot, you know, on the phone with the girls. Hey, Leah, what you want? Do you want? I, I'm not buying them again. Okay, hanging up, walking in the store, they're calling me. Stop calling my phone, little girl. So, you know, I'm just being, just doing my stuff. Daddy, please, can you get it? Stop trying to give me the little puppy talk. You was 13. Bye, hang up, boom. Calling my phone. Stop calling my phone. All right, what you want? So then I call the other one. Well, Joy, you should have said something. You know, I'm just, I'm really acting out my little moment. This is like 20 minutes. Walking around, no one followed me. No one said welcome or, you know, uh, sir, you need any help. Mind you, we have organized groceries in two carts full. Next thing you know, the police come in. This is 45 minutes going by. Uh, I'm getting things, I see them. They says, uh, how you doing? I'm like, yeah, what's going on? Well, can I ask you what you're doing? So I'm thinking, you know, I'm not registered. It's already processing in my head. Like, ask me what I'm doing. I'm like, shopping. Shoot, what you doing? He's like, Haha, I'm just investigating the theft. I'm like, oh, I'm looking around like, shoot, did somebody run by me? I was about to tell you like, well, I ain't seen nobody run by me. And then, so what's your name? Can I get an ID? I'm like, oh, investigating me? So that's when my arm started shaking. In my head, I was holding my phone up like this. My arm wouldn't go past my chest. I'm a grown man. I'm in California. Now you ain't from California. It's my first encounter with them. So they're a little more. I'm like, okay. <sighs> Took a breath. And that's when I started talking. Hey, look, I don't want to be here. You know what? I'd rather just leave. Because before I got to press record, it was like, well, the manager, somebody called and said there could be a possible theft. There's been thefts in this area before. And I'm like, well, that has nothing to do with me. I haven't walked out the store, you know. I spend money in the store all the time. Matter of fact, here, here I go on TikTok, you know, boom, 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 spending money in the store. So he doesn't want to look at it. He's like, I'm not going to see the ID. You know, I get the recording again. That's why it's blotchy because I'm like shaking and turn it off and I'm turning it on. I was like, okay, I got to keep this on while I'm walking. And then he's, as a, as a black man, every day you walk out the door, you're, you're, I don't think nobody can understand. To some people, to, and, I, and you could just see it in the office's eyes, like, well, it's just nothing. And uh, to people just walking by in the store, either putting their head down, no one stopped to like, say, are you all right? It was, I forgot to be embarrassed. I was so scared, mind you. Um, going out, as we got outside, we didn't get that part, probably a little bit of end, truck was blocked in. At that point, I'm not free to go. Um, yeah, I did. I did not think I was. I did not think I was going to leave that time. Mm -hmm. I just felt like, with my luck, the one time that I am calm, and I got it on camera, it's a wrap. Um, go ahead, Janice. Did they um? Did they detain you? Like, did they put cuffs on you, like in the store, or like once you guys got out of the store? I never ended up in cuffs because. I allowed my rights to technically be violated. Mm. And it was a chess move. Do I want to walk away or did I want to prove that I had rights? I should not have to have to make that decision. But as a black man that's 33, I know how to move in a game that ain't designed for me. So I had to technically say, okay, okay, I'm going to get out the store that I got $1,000 to spend. Don't cuff me. Because I could have said, hey, you can't put me out of here. I got a pocket full of money. Go back to shopping. And he could have, boom, slam me on the ground. And I'm like, get off of me. You ain't supposed to be on me. Oh, he's oh, he's resisting. Boom, hit him in the head. No, I ain't. I got money. Look at my money. Oh, he's got some. Boom. Yeah. So all of that went through your mind as you, because the, the one, the one thing that stuck out, Matt, about your video when you said, oh, God, like the way that you said that and the way that it kind of came across, it was just like the amount of 
Oh. I don't know if it was fear or anguish in that moment, but you said, oh God, like, uh, like this cannot be real life in this moment. Like okay, that's so what stuck out to me. I'm Go weird. ahead. When I'm in pain or I'm in danger, sometimes I laugh or look up. So yeah, that was an indication I was afraid. And I'm not afraid to tell you guys, I was afraid. You know, danger that I can calculate, you know, things like that, I can move accordingly. Danger that I have no aware of, or that I like that, something like that, you know, I'm afraid on how to move. A lot of us don't want to say that. You know, a lot of us, when I went and made the complaint to the police department, which I didn't post online, they said they were in the right to do it. They kind of blew me off. Mm. Um, I was calm. Um, another testimony I got to let y'all know, I told Lorraine this. Um, yesterday, um, there was a situation I was helping out a neighbor, and a police had to correspond to help that neighbor. And the cop had to come get their information because they weren't home. Guess who the police officer was? Was it the same guy? I saw him yesterday. He was in my From garage. The, oh my god! He was in my oh, garage no. talking to me. He was like, "Oh, um, Albertson." So I'm like, oh. "But yeah, Grady." He's like, "Yeah." Uh, <laughs> Why he say it like it's a great memory? He's like, "Oh yeah." He I said, "Yeah, Albertson." He said, "I remember you, Albertson, right?" I'm like, yeah, now you know where I stay. Well, he was like, I kind of did see the ID. Is that supposed to put you at ease? Like, I don't, I don't, okay. I, so um, I called my neighbor for him, put my neighbor on speed. I said, look, I don't want to give this person your number. My neighbor spoke to him and he looked at me and was like, thanks, Brady. And got in his car and left. This happened yesterday. Um, I'm not saying this because his name is Toth. Um, and Toth was, for the most part, I don't know whether to appreciate them for not cuffing me or I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. But I know I should not know how to feel about it. Uh, can um, I ask a, um, there's a lot of things go ahead. and things that I would say and want to say but I've also learned from our peers in the game like Pac or, or a lot of people sometimes it's better to move in silence because when you talk about a lot that's on your mind and what you want to do man you'll go away from it and I'm an artist and and to know that why? It's 2021, man. Yeah. But Lex, Lex has something she want to ask you, love. Right. Lex, right. Lex going to pop in here. Go ahead, Lex. So did it turn out that the manager actually called and said that there's theft? Like, what was the situation? So, there, so here's what happened. The manager of the store confirmed. So here's what happened. After the whole situation, I called. I act like I was. So he didn't know my name at this time. So I just used my regular name and I changed my voice. Hi, um, I'm just can I speak to the manager? Uh, hi, this is Matt Grady. And he was like, "Hey, Grady." I'm like, "Hey, it's Matt Grady. Um, uh, did you guys figure out? Did you guys go ahead and call on that guy? I think there was a guy out of there. They had to get him out of there because they were stealing or something." He like, "Yeah, I called him." I said, "Okay, bet I was the guy you called on. You want to record a lot?" He said, "Okay, whatever." I said, "All right," and I hung up on him. So then that's when I took the social media. I went on my little video lit, my little apps that the kids showed me. You know what I'm saying? Get on my little apps and get them. Dad, put them on that app. Put it on the TikTok. Set it up. Flew it out, I think, maybe two or three days later, the district manager called me. And that's the one that was on the Bob video Harrison. at the top. Yes. And he <laughs> put his line, he put his reputation on the line. You know, he didn't get no lawyer hit me up. No, he could, you know, they could have said, don't say that. But he admitted on behalf of the Bob, the, the um, Albertsons and Bonds Corporation, hey, we effed up, that, you know, he was super cool to me um and i'll let you guys know it wasn't no gimmick we done we done hung out we done went out to the you know speak and talk i done hung out with the his boss the regional um and you know what instead of trying to get me 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 i i wanted to keep that part online because what if it would have happened to someone else and they weren't able to be calm as me and what can i do other than do something for me so mm -hmm. that's when we got into the, well, 
you can't fix this. There's no way to fix this. You know what I'm saying? How can we make this right? Like, I don't know how can you make this right? But we, you can scratch my back by, let's give to someone. Make me, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Do something for someone else will make me feel better than you do something for me. Boom. So then we're even in the talks of some other stuff that I'm not going to say, but I, okay. I think that's not enough. Right. That's let me enough. let me let me ask you this because we're like we got like four minutes left and I don't want I don't want to leave this episode. More. Yeah. So how did you come about picking BYLP to be one of the recipients? Um well I first chose a hometown hero of mine, Campaign for Change. Mm-hmm. Um, being that I have been recording and filming and I've been in California for the last couple of years working on a project, I was like, I just want to look up something in California. When I saw you guys, I'm like, okay, that's a little different. And different actually, in a good way. Like a good what way, you trying to say? In a good way. <laughs> in a good way. I think you guys okay. are on I think you guys are on to something. And it's not a matter of if but when you grow bigger. Everything you ladies do will succeed and prosper beyond your belief just know that speak life into that um and i truly believed in it i researched it i thought about it this wasn't just no random pick like i i go way back with campaign for change rave like i was in campaign for change since i was about 15 16. Mm-hmm. that's a nonprofit that was there before i was in high school and as i'm a grown man he's still rocking he would stand the test of time to receive NAACPs. And like, I I see the same, and I get the same feeling when I, when I looked at you guys. I felt home when I went and I looked and I messaged like, I wonder if this person is, you know what I'm saying? Let me see. Hey, you He's know. Like, I wonder if they, they a real person. <laughs> and, and like she said, she's not lying. I didn't know, I didn't even know who I was talking to. I just messaged like, hey, I think you want to hit me back. This is about, I'm trying to give you 10K. And she hit me back. Like, this was not, she cannot make this up. It was that simple. I had already did the footwork and was like, you know what? Please contact me. I'm trying to get you $10,000. And I thought it was a joke because I'm like, who sends that through Facebook? Um, But I'm going to try it out. And then I had a chance to, uh, we had a chance to grab lunch when I was. So we had a good time when I was down there and um, I'm going to be coming back down there to hopefully um, go to attend the next meeting with you. Um, but, um, you know, we're going to keep so, it yes, moving. Uh, ladies, I'll just say this, just keep, keep that part in your prayers because maybe I'm going to maybe turn this into something that with the SID corporations, if I want to say that right, to where we can get and, and maybe help train curriculums with employees or something. And I mm-hmm. say to say that these are little small ripples that we can do in our schools and our communities and things to educate the community each other. And if the adults don't want to do it, then hey, amongst peers, let's educate, hey, we'll work together. Each one teach one is work together. Let's don't give up. I don't, well, I don't, hey, if other people want to be scared, we won't. We're going to keep fighting. We're not going to be quiet. That's anyway. what's up. So, so listen, because um, we we're running out of time today, Would do you mind joining us next week? Will what you time? come back? Do y'all want me back next week? Ladies? <laughs> Why <laughs> would you even ask of that? Of course. Yes. I know you saw my face. Like, Can't get rid of us now. <laughs> You know, you don't ever go. You do what you want. We in here for life. That's it. That's what he said. That's what he said. That's it. So listen. So we will we will circle back next week for part two, if that's okay, ladies, uh, because we're really running out of time today. Um, let's 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 figure that out. Let's let's put our heads together and and, and come back next week and have a, another awesome show. I want to thank everybody who joined us today. Please join us next week for next, uh, for part two. We will talk about uh, whatever we can talk about at that time, but there will never be a dull moment. Uh, make sure that you go on our link tree and find our student store, get you some BBBOE gear. It's on the website just for you. Um, 
Anything else I need to tell them? Make sure you guys um, go tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're not subscribed to BYLP on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. If you want to see us live in the action, you can watch us on there. Make sure you can also tune in on Facebook and watch us live every Monday at 4 p.m. And we look forward to seeing you guys next time. So you can Come watch on, you live Janine. on Facebook and watch you live on YouTube. Yep, you can. Yep. You, you can. <laughs> And before we before we go, they can also go to Spotify and all the streaming uh, sites and get your your song. Uh, we in here. Uh, so look, if you look so, up "We in Here" by M16 and the Full Moon Wolves on all go get of that. your major platforms, yes, "We in Here" by M16 and the Full Moon. Oh, oh, oh! oh okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. So listen, we will see you here next week at four (laughs) o'clock. Go ahead and hit them with the wave, ladies. We out. (laughs) Oh, that's the wave.